Talk about fibromyalgia. Now melt. Fibromyalgia. 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 Fibro, isn't it? Fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. Hello, this is David Woji. I have Rachel here with me. Hi. Hello. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. Well, since Rachel and David are here, that makes this Canaminerds. Thank you for joining us. We got some stuff to go over today, and it's fascinating. We're just going to jump right into some Canaminerds. Yes. Canaminerds. First one, Safe Act lets banks work with marijuana businesses. The House, in a strong bipartisan vote recently, passed the Secure and Face Enforcement Baking Act, SAFE, which would allow financial institutions to work with cannabis businesses. A 321 to 103 House vote, which saw 229 Democrats, 91 Republicans, and one lonely independent back the bill. 33 states have already legalized cannabis for medical and recreational use, but the federal prohibition on marijuana has made it difficult for businesses to get bank accounts uh, or loans or other financial services. Many of these uh, institutions of marijuana have relied on cash and different cryptocurrencies to operate. So this is one step closer to just having them a normal business in america which is fantastic hopefully making their lives easier absolutely along with that it's i um uh, the house passed it right mm-hmm. we still have a little bit more to go it needs to go to the senate and obviously the uh, president has to sign off on it and already he has disclosed that it is up to the individual states to legalize marijuana or not, depending on how they vote and what they want to do. So we'll see what Trump does. Yes, it'll be exciting to see what direction this goes. Absolutely. All right, first U.S. hemp strain patent awarded for Charlotte's Web. Joe Stanley was awarded a patent for a new and distinct hemp cultivar Designated as CW2A. CW2A is a selection resulting from controlled crosses using hemp germplasm from different regions of the United States. The primary goal of the breeding program is to develop a new hemp variety with high cannabidolic acid concentrations and low tetrahydrocannabidolic acid concentrations in its mature female flowers. And of the females, tracing back to the original cross, the healthiest and most vigorous individuals that showed no tendencies uh, without stress manipulation was chosen to be CW2A. This was an excerpt from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office filling documents. Basically, they're just saying that it's high CBD, low THC through genetically modifying Correct. High THC, sorry, I mean, but look, yeah. high CBD, low THC through GMO. And oh. GMO is kind of like a big <gasps> kind of word, kind of big uh, scare word. But I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. Where's the balance in that? I think, I mean, I have, we have actually known 
some of these, the Stanley brothers who were advocating for that. And it was really cool. They actually went to our high school and then hearing later about all the work they have put in and all the research and trailblazers. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, it was a huge uphill battle to get to the point where they can now get federally, federally funded or, or bank funded by a bank. I mean, it's, it's an expensive thing to research, but they were passionate about it. And I have met people who have said they've moved here from other states just to try this for their kids who are having seizures all day long, you know, frequently enough that they weren't able to speak. And they've been able to get rid of all their prescriptions just by taking this strain. So, I mean, it's it's amazing and it's a hard subject with the whole genetically modified aspect, but I do believe it's better than the pharmaceuticals that are being pumped into us, which need more pharmaceuticals to counteract, need more pharmaceuticals. I mean, it's just... Yeah, absolutely. I think it's... They have trailblazed, the Stanley Brothers have trailblazed. They basically opened up the eyes of Americans that had family members with serious seizure conditions and they have been such advocates in the um, such advocates in the government. I mean that, yeah. Well, yeah, just with the whole government standpoint and getting it legalized and everything, they they've just been huge in trailblazing the whole industry. And then we uh, fast forward to today, GMO. It's it's interesting. It's controversial. It's what do you think about that? It's a word I usually try and stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> True. At all costs. I mean, it's... You know, on one hand, you have all these, these this company, these brothers that have done great things, and um, now they have a plant that does great things, but then you have the GMO aspect of it, which yeah. is interesting. I have known farmers, I have friends who are farmers that are uh, sponsored by Monsanto and the whole GMO behind that, as some of us may know. And talking with them, they have these interesting viewpoints of, well, you can't really feed America if you don't have like these seeds that don't die when they're sprouting. Yeah, I mean, it's something that is controversial, and for good reason. I mean, there are some things that are be- being done that are quite ridiculous i don't need salmon dna in my tomatoes you know figure it out (laughs) (laughs) figure it out figure it out i but i also think in this in the grand scheme of things what they're doing is coming from a plant a single source and it is doing amazing things and what they're doing is coming from a place of helping people Basically. Yeah. And there's there's not side effects. There's not a list of things you're going to have to take to counteract the side effects of these taking this plant, you know. Right, right. That's something to be determined, I would I would think. Yeah. Anything GMO, I think is oh, okay, that's great, but let's research the shit out of it. Well, let's see what happens really, you know. Anyway, moving on. More people prefer cannabis to treat illness over getting high. 
According to a new study, twice as many people use marijuana to treat illness symptoms rather than use the MMJ just to get high. Just to get blazed. Fascinating. Hmm. Quite interesting. You know, with my research that I've done and very humble knowledge, limited knowledge, (laughs) and I'm learning too. You know, I'm not an expert. We're not experts. I'm just learning as we go along. But in all of that... Uh, and just how cannabinoids work, can, uh, cannabis doesn't necessarily only treat symptoms. Over time, it almost balances out the body in which it can function properly. Then obviously, obviously the symptoms disappear. Just being healthier in general, being a healthy human being. Right. Uh, the masses, well, the negative stigma about cannabis by the masses in the U.S. are disappearing by the more research Hallelujah. we have. Hallelujah. <laughs> preach it oh my goodness <laughs> you, you you preach it i i have seen huge benefits from cannabis and i just think that there are more to be found out and learned about and the stigma is slowly being broken which is great just right. about time you mm-hmm. know it's i i understand why it's there the associations and you know we just did the episode on the history of hemp so it we can understand why but it's time we break them right and what other natural substances or even subjects do you know of that has been so widely talked about that helps people and has been an industry that has been phasing an uphill battle like legally financially uh negative stigmas I government mean, even alcohol yeah i mean even alcohol you don't hear about all these benefits every once in a while you hear about you know wine has high antioxidants but never do you hear about how it is curing and balancing the body and creating such dramatic results on disease i mean it's this is obviously something that is very exciting the more research the more people get mm-hmm. involved the more the negative stigmas stigmas stigma goes away <laughs> absolutely i like it fantastic you want to take a break sure okay what are we going to do in our break we're going to look at each other in silence <laughs> cbd myths What do you think about CBD myths? If I just said CBD myths, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I would think there are too many of them. Right. I mean, there needs to be more knowledge out there. Right. That's what we're about. More knowledge. Knowledge. More knowledge. Right. And like I said before, I don't know everything. We don't know everything. I am just learning. (laughs) So much more learning to do. It's a journey. It's a journey we're all going on together. And we'll it's never stop learning. Never stop learning. There's always new stuff we're finding out every day. But these are just some misconceptions that I have realized over looking and reading and hearing what people are saying. Uh, the different kinds of questions people have in the industry that I personally currently work in. And it's it's interesting. It's fascinating. It's wonderful. So let's learn together. Myth number one, cue sound effect. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> I like it. 
CBD will get you high. False. Yeah? I don't think it will get you high. What do you mean by high? Elaborate. I guess when I think about the word high, it makes me think inebriated or, I mean, unable to operate heavy machinery, you know? Right. Like driving a car? Correct. Taking care of the kids? Yep. Okay. Don't don't want to be high in that way. (laughs) Well, a lot of people actually say CBD is the non-psychoactive cannabinoid. But that might not necessarily be true because CBD does help with stress levels. It does help with uh, potential PTSD symptoms, anxiety. That's all in your brain chemistry. That's all the CB1 receptors that we're talking about. So if it's altering that which you are normally prone to, wouldn't it be psychoactive? Yeah. I personally think it would be psychoactive, however, non-intoxicating. Yes. So when you're talking about CBD and being non-psychoactive, I believe that is false. It's more non-intoxication because taking a lot of CBD does not inhibit me to drive. However, I might be more calm, more relaxed. I mean, you can go out to the store natural grocers and get some vitamins that help with stress levels or sleep or things like that and those are also would be considered psychoactive by that definition by that definition yeah so i just yeah i read it and i'm like "Mm, i just didn't feel right about that i feel like it's just just a supplement look at it as a vitamin something that right you're working with your body's Mm-hmm. already existing mm-hmm. endocannabinoid system it's not right you're just yeah absolutely i found that interesting that's a really good point cbd makes you tired mm, i i don't agree with that why unpack that for us i personally take my hemp paste Every morning before I go to work. I mean, it it keeps me alert. It keeps me functioning. I don't ever feel sleepy or groggy while doing my work, but I find that I sleep better at night. And I, I believe that is because it is balancing my system, giving my body what it needs to create the correct levels of the hormones, mm-hmm. you know, such as melatonin. So I can take it in the morning, and my body is working and in balance and in homeostasis, if you will. And I, my melatonin levels are just right for me to go to bed when it's time to go to bed. I don't think it's a thing that I would take just to go to bed. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Myth number three. CBD is addictive. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I don't think any cannabinoid is addictive. Agreed. Personally, I don't think THC is addictive. I agree. All 118 cannabinoids, I don't believe, are addicted. From personal experience. I mean, let I'm just going to be honest. I'll be an open book here. Open it. I'm going to open it right up and say, <laughs> hey, yeah, get home from work. I crack open a beer. And then maybe I have another beer. And it's great. It's a wonderful thing. Takes the edge off, makes me nice and relaxed from the day's activities. However, when I come home and there is no beer in the fridge, 
I kind of get a little antsy. Antsy? Would you agree? Uh, maybe not antsy. Yeah, I feel like you'd say, oh, I wish I had a beer, but... Yeah, okay. You're not scratching <laughs> your head. Throwing things, scratching. Yeah. Right. So, going back to cannabis, marijuana, CBD, any of that, I can go weeks without taking that one small hit I take to go to bed. Yeah. Whereas even if you were taking something like melatonin, sometimes that can become addictive or not addictive, but your body can be dependent upon it. And I feel like that hasn't happened. Yeah. Hmm. People can take the most natural forms of sleep aids and become dependent upon it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's just more routine, but I haven't found an issue with, you know, forgetting to take CBD in the morning or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I see the benefits in it, but I don't lay awake all night. Right. If I forget. Yes. I find I sleep way better if I take any kind of CBD product than if I have a beer before I go to bed. Normally I'm waking up at one, two, three in the morning, just lying awake, restless. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Myth number four. FDA regulates CBD. That is false. There is only one type of CBD that the FDA regulates, and that is what has been made to, has been known to cure seizures in small children. Uh, going back to regulate CD. So all these other thousands, tens of thousands of tinctures that you see on the internet and popping up at your local dispensaries or stores or gas stations, Walmarts, anywhere. Uh, no, they're not regulated by the FDA. And that is uh, something to be cautious about. It, it goes back to what we say, do your homework, uh, because there's no regulation on it. it. People could be putting anything in there. Things of, well, how can we do our homework? We can actually go to the website. We can see if they post their lab results, uh, terpene profiles. We can see their, even going back to the different kinds of hemp reports that people may put up on their websites, such as certain kinds of pesticides that they actually put on the plant, the types of soil, all that kind of stuff. It's very beneficial to know and figure out what CBD is best for you. It's so important. Absolutely. So FDA does not regulate CBD yet. So currently, no. <laughs> it made some. Yes. Uh. So what's myth number five, my love? CBD cures. This one's a toughie. I've heard stories. To be honest, I've heard stories with people taking different forms of hemp and curing certain things but I don't think that is a claim that is legitimate I think like any supplement like any vitamin you take it is benefiting your body and I think that CBD is especially beneficial I mean that's why we're doing a whole podcast about cannabis I mean Mm. we think that cannabis is incredibly beneficial to our body and our bodily functions but Mm -hmm. 
I'm not going to sit here and say that it's going to cure your stomach issues or it's going to cure your migraines, but can it possibly, could it possibly take away if not make everything better? Yeah. Yeah. CBD is just one little fraction of cannabis and all these other cannabinoids have so much more benefit when working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, entourage effect, uh, the homeostasis that it brings from that, the uh, synergistic results that come from all the cannabinoids working together. So we have CBD. Does it cure? Mm, FDA says inconclusive. Uh, other people say yes. The whole hearsay kind of thing I was talking about before. However, there's... 117 other known cannabinoids that work. All I'm saying is there's CBD is just one tiny sliver that helps with so many things. Does it cure? Inconclusive. Some say yes, sometimes some say no. But at the same time, we have all these other cannabinoids that work together. Individually, they're amazing. They work together, which makes more amazing results and so on and so forth. Cannabis, hemp, and marijuana. So what do you think of when I say cannabis? What do you think everybody else thinks of when I say cannabis? I was going to say, I think I my mind is a lot more open than a lot of people's. But um, when I hear the word cannabis, I think marijuana. And a lot of people do, and that's fine. However, that might not be entirely accurate. Cannabis. What? What? (laughs) Cannabis is the umbrella. A lot of people mistake cannabis for marijuana, which is great because it's true. However, it's not entirely true because hemp is also cannabis. So, when referring to hemp, it's actually cannabis indic. No, and cannabis sativa, right? And then the hemp. Hemp is sativa, but there's also yes, but sativa marijuana. I'm talking about the Latin, the Latin definition. Cannabis indica sativa is marijuana. Cannabis sativa is hemp. Should we look that up? Yeah. She's gonna do a fact check on that. But basically, what I while she's figuring that out, um, from what I've studied and made. Remember, is cannabis is the umbrella in which marijuana and hemp are under. So marijuana is a sister to hemp, which we've already stated in previous episodes. But I still um, come over articles and hear people talking that cannabis is definitely marijuana, which is okay. true. But okay, fact checked. <laughs> hemp, or in quotes. Cannabis sativa. So you are correct. Cannabis sativa, hemp equals. Cannabis sativa, hemp equals. But cannabis is basically just, like you were saying, the umbrella. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's marijuana and there's hemp. And, the, I mean, the the different levels of the different cannabinoids is yeah, very different. Yeah, they're two entirely different plants. However, my personal thoughts is yes they've been people figured out that you can get high or whatever so people uh crossbred uh different strains to get different results and in that it's kind of been fuzzy normally um uh cannabis is a fatter plant bushier more leaves 
or uh, fatter leaves, I should but say. Cannabis, meaning. Oof. See, I did it. It's that stigma. I'm talking about marijuana is usually bushier. Mm. It has bigger leaves. It's the fat sister to the skinnier sister hemp, who's a lot more trimmed, skinnier leaves, more thin, shinier. <laughs> I just but yeah all that and crossbreeding kind of got things um, the lines have been blurred I mean I'm a plant person I love plants and I have about a million house plants don't I hen mm-hmm. lots of plants everywhere I mean I have th- for example the begonia I mean I have four five different types of begonias that look and I mean, just have a completely different appearance and every, like the flowers and everything are very different mm-hmm. still under the begonia family. So right. to me, it's just, I mean, it's just a different type of. Yeah. So like I said, the lines have been blurred. So we have a good regulation where if it is 0.3% THC or lower, it's considered hemp. But in fact, there's the cannabis family. There's the marijuana under that and the hemp sister under cannabis as well. Those lines help, though. They, they do. Three or lower. I mean, that at least helps make a shink. Yes. <laughs> What's a shink? A shink. Like, like a wall? No, like paper a cutter. A shinker? <laughs> Draws a line. Uh, cuts a line, cuts a something. <laughs> Very cool. straight line. 0.3% or lower. Oh, my goodness. Straight line. A shink. A shink. <laughs> a paper shinker. Let's do this. I kind of want to do this. We're going to do a random article and talk about it. The curated list of articles that come to me. Scroll and I'll tell you when to stop. Okay, I'm going to scroll. Stop. <laughs> As you keep scrolling. There's nothing today. <laughs> wow, this is a, a well, dead day uneventful. for cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great day for David's birthday. Hemp Harvest Festival held in Winchester on Saturday. <laughs> what are the best places to grow weed in Oregon? I don't know. I mean, we can, um. <laughs> <laughs> Should you try CBD for fibromyalgia? Myalgia? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. You know someone with fibromyalgia. Yes. I know someone with fibromyalgia. I've had quite a bit of nerve pain that's been unexplained for years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that definitely was a game changer for me. Taking high CBD products. So what was the nerve pain? Uh, so fibromyalgia, for someone who doesn't know, is nerve pain that can't be diagnosed from a source, right? Yeah, pretty... I mean. I went to multiple doctors mm-hmm. dealing with some severe pain that came out of nowhere and seemed to just rove around my body. And the way it was explained to my different doctors was if you have this much pain this frequently within this amount of months, then we're just going to diagnose you with fibromyalgia, which is basically hmm. it's from what I from what I understand, it's your nerves are firing pain sensors, you know, it. So it's, it stems from the brain, but there's nothing external that is causing it. Okay. So it's genuinely inside. And this 
the times I have had my nerve pain fire ups taking the CBD products have been incredible. The hemp paste is what I take and it incredible as in it's effective as in not having those nerves fire off pain to your brain. So for example, I typically take hemp paste every morning. Okay. Just to keep myself balanced. Mm -hmm. And some days I'll come home from work, which I clean houses and my body is exhausted. For sure. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling nerve pain or anytime like that. I will take an extra dose and within 10 minutes, I notice a huge difference. If it's not all the way gone, like it's a very dull roar. I mean, it's pretty, and I'm, I've been pretty skeptical of it. Talk about fibromyalgia. Now melt. Fibromyalgia. 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 Fibro, isn't it? Fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. Yes, not because myo is muscle. <laughs> okay. In Latin, so that's why you think it was like muscle nervous pain. It's okay. weird. I don't know. It seems kind of fucking made up to me. The pain? Or no, the, the pain the is ma- there, but I feel like it's such a BS umbrella diagnosis where it's like they can't figure it out but i it is true it happens and there are things that can help it whether it's dietary or exercise or so it stems from something just we don't know about it is that what you're saying yeah and it's just frustrating that they have this diagnosis for something that they they can't actually tell you what it is and you're saying for you cbd products help yes when the nerve pain strikes absolutely i mean how long does it take i'd say 10 15 minutes really yeah okay before it's at least lessened i mean fantastic it's really nice i don't even take time i forget that tylenol exists right you know i we have to tell each other honey you've had a headache for a day you should take some tylenol and we usually end up not doing it and just taking hemp so (laughs) right you know i've uh, taken and you know this i've taken uh, CBD for my migraines that reoccur occasionally, not too bad, but they're not terrible migraines, but they are migraines mm-hmm. and they don't occur frequently, but frequently enough where it's annoying. But I do take CBD products, hemp paste, the whole plant hemp product, and it has lessened by about 50%. But yeah, sometimes they're just really bad and it uh, doesn't help. Well, I think sometimes the external factors, you know, sometimes it just makes it worse, whether it be what you ate that day, you know, if you had some sugar or something like that. I mean, or anybody I'm saying, it just depends on the external factors. You know, you've got different pressures and, you know, all these external things affecting us. And I think sometimes, you know, those things come in and even though you've been taking everything, it's like, you know, I eat really healthy, but I get a cold. So you take extra you eat extra oranges or whatever to give your body extra just to fight it. I think it's the same thing, you know? Some kick-ass immune. Yes. <laughs> Our kids love saying that. <laughs> it's their only way they're allowed to say ass, and so they love to ask for kick-ass immune. Kick-ass immune's pretty good. <laughs> Take that with some CBD, mm-hmm. some hemp paste. Really good, actually. It's a good combination. Yeah. But anyway, well, thank you. I think that wraps it up for now, unless you want to talk about anything else. No, I just am very excited to continue this journey. Yeah, absolutely. 
We're learning. I don't know all the answers. And if you have any answers to the questions I have or something I actually said wrong, please feel free to write me on Twitter at David Woji, D-A-V-I-D-W-O-J-E, and correct me. I'm fine with that because I'm learning. Fact check us. Fact check us. Absolutely. We're <laughs> learning. We just want to tell people what we've learned. And yeah. We want to be accurate. Accurate. Accuracy. And advocates. We'll be accurate advocates. Accuracy. Accurate. Okay. Accuracy. Advocating all acceptable appliances of academia. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wrap. (laughs) That's a wrap. Yes. Do you want to talk about the ham jar or do you want me to? Oh, go to the ham jar. Get your hemp paste. Go to the hemp jar, hempjar.com. It is actually a great place for a whole plant product. Uh, As far as CBD, it is just hemp ground down and put into various different products. So you actually get the whole plant, all the cannabinoids. All those terpenes too. Cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, all the 480 to 500 compounds of goodness all working together in your body to synergistically create a balance of homeostasis. It's great. That's what we're talking about here. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Not knocking any CBD oils, but this is what works the best that I've seen. What have you seen? Obviously. (laughs) Let's just cut that part. Yeah. Love you. (laughs) Sleepy (laughs) day.